0: Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack, and this is the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. I just got done recording this episode with this most precious and beautiful soul, Joe Corcioni, or Corcion, we talked about, Corcioni, like uh, the Italian way, but Joe Corcion, such a beautiful, such a beautiful soul and clear leader clear leader we get into healing my brothers and sisters healing your inner child love truth the great awakening the movement all the things right now this is such a beautiful episode i want to thank you joe for coming on so how did you um so how did you and busy connect so you had her on your podcast and then how did so how did you end up working for
1: yeah so i had her on my podcast so then she invited me to take her course and i was like yeah like would love to so took the course like saw amazing results. And I was like, this was great. Like, oh my gosh, it's like pretty revolutionary. And like, we, you know, kept like contact back and forth. And then one day, so I, I worked in um a fortune 500 company in finance and I hated it like just mm-hmm. so much. And yeah. so one day I was just, I was just like so frustrated. And like, this is like one of those moments that Made made me start to accept God and and realize that there is a God and everything. Some something came up in my head that said, text her and ask her if there's anything she needs help with. And I I was like, I took it and I said, okay, like I'm wow. I'm going to do it. Sent her a text. She offered me a part time job, and uh, I was working for her on the side. Wow. And then eventually, I you know, she one time just offered me. She's like, you want to come work with me full time? And I was like. Yes, absolutely. So packed up all my things, moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, and now I'm working with her. So it's like, and it's interesting because I was telling someone who works for her, I was like, I can remember the exact, like where I was, what was around me, like the exact time, like everything of when I first heard, like busy at all, first was introduced to her. And it was just like this because like not only has she like let me work with her, yeah. she brought me to the Q movement. Like literally mm. I would like I didn't even know this existed until she brought it up. Right. And I started going deep and deep and deep and deep and I was like, fuck, like <laughs> all this is like like this is like real. Like and at first, yeah. you know, of yeah. course, you know, I was like, dude, this is crazy, blah blah right. blah. But like there right. was that thing inside me that said, like, this is true and this is real. So like I not only just credit her to, you know obviously giving me a job that i love and i'm but like just to opening me up to the truth and mm. what's going on and then mm. more so in a place of love and connecting me with people like you and um so yeah man it's that's it's so been cool. I'm, I'm so grateful for her like i'm even i'm grateful for you man like i'm just oh,
0: brother.
1: man it's uh it's been a it's been an interesting journey and so uh that's, that's so a beautiful
0: it here, man it, she um and and i'm gonna i'll, I'll keep this in the she um i found her Mm -hmm. because maybe in instagram um i wasn't following her it might have been in the search wall or whatever you Mm -hmm. know where things Mm -hmm. are irrelevant or i might have been scrolling through on a on similar posts and i saw her talk about the false narrative of accepting darkness and light as the same thing and i have been talking In fact, i have a quote right behind me it says darkness isn't a counterforce to light darkness exists in the absence of light Mm -hmm. i've been saying this forever this is a universal law but Mm -hmm. it seems everywhere i go the world has accepted this there's light and darkness in 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 balance that's that's where the trap comes in and i understand balance but how about we balance in light so when i saw (laughs) dizzy talk about this i'm like who is this person and then i find (laughs) her and just uh just incredible. The soul families or the soul workers, the light, you know, we light workers like you clearly brother, like the light in you is so bright, oh, thanks, my so man. clear, Thank so you. clear. And I think that's why I come into the come finding God when you have right now mm-hmm. and, and discovering the truth that, and how do we know things are true? And everyone listening, like, how do you know things are true? I've talked about this on the podcast with Gordana you know, your body knows what truth is because you can breathe more deeply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you like, you discover something it's like, whoa, that's amazing. If it makes you like take that breath and say amazing or whoa, it's truth. Now, why don't some people can look at the same thing and one not believe it and one do believe it? It's because... It has nothing to do with the information that's being observed. And really, it's not an indictment on the person who doesn't believe it. It's Mm -hmm. just simply a willingness to search for truth. And if we're wanting to search for truth, then no matter what I've studied with rabbis, yogis, uh, shamans, uh, pastors uh, of all sorts and all types, and I found so much beautiful truth in it all, and that's that's what's happening. So it's cool to see you coming this clarity right now, brother. In this in this time, it's really beautiful.
1: Oh, thank you for that, man. And I could say all the same things for you in terms of just right. like the light, man. Like I mean, that's what that's what drew me to you. That's why I was like, and it was so funny because I remember telling you know our mutual friend Chris Worth, I was like, dude, I have to talk to Lucas. Like <laughs> that guy is like, I was like, so, I was like something else. Like, oh so,
0: man. Um,
1: and and the reason why is is because like i'm just so like i can i can i've always been good at sensing energies from people where it's like this person is this person's great he's doing great mm-hmm. things he's a light worker he's he's for the people he's yeah. like and i can just feel that from you man every like mm-hmm. when i talk with you you're you're so selfless and you're so um thanks brother just just genuine care for human beings that's what you radiate that's what you're all about and like that's my kind of people, man. Those are my kind of people, and so you're you're changing the world, man, by what you do, by how you operate, by the actions that you take, and and the message that you spread. And it is not only an honor for me to you know be connected with you and link up for this podcast and have you on my show in the future for sure, but it is a. I think it's it's just such a crucial thing for humanity that people like us link up and and because yes. because i always believe it's like you know you and i both like we're for this but together
0: yes that's right. that's
1: where yeah. we can start to that's right. really expand it so man it's that's right it's a it's an absolute honor seriously man I, i'm so looking forward to our friendship and mm. staying in touch Same. and everything and because it's Same. it's going to be
0: an awesome awesome ride together i know it brother tell what where, tell first of all, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? And and tell us a little bit of the background. Give me the background on you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the suburbs of New York. Um, awesome. Pretty, pretty, you know, standard family. I mean, you know, uh, middle, middle class family um, had a, you know, on paper, pretty good childhood. Like definitely for sure. You know, went to, went to a pretty good school, had a good community around me, had good friends and everything like that. Um, but it's interesting because like, I I think, uh, you know, I handled as a child and, and I talk about this all the time is like, you know, I had childhood trauma, Mm. but not on what it would look at on paper. And that definitely shaped my whole experience, how I go through life and everything. And Mm. it's interesting because, you know, I always say like, Oh, I had an adverse background But, and not to compare traumas or everything, but it was a lot of it I realized was all just kind of in my head. Mm -hmm. And, um,
0: what was that? Was it a void of love or a a void of connection or what was the trauma for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my mother, God bless. She's a wonderful woman. Amazing. We're not Uh, indicting
0: it. Hey, I want to say this. This is important. Every person listening, what Joe just did. And I'm so glad brother. I'm so glad my brothers and sisters when you address your own trauma, it does not mean you're indicting yes. your parents. This is yes. these are two separate issues. They did their best, and their best affected you adversely. And those are two, and you can love them. And so, yes, brother, but I think that's an important point for people to listen to because I believe the reason why most people are not free on planet Earth emotionally, doing the inner work, healing, uh uh, searching for truth and really going in is because their parents' guilt mm-hmm. and it and that 's why I think Jesus says, unless you hate your father and mother, and he 's saying not to hate them, but you have to do your inner work more than you care about what another thinks, even your own mother and father. So I just wanted to share that. That's a really good, I'm glad you're, thank you. And please keep going, brother. Please. keep. Going.
1: Yeah, no. And I love that distinction, man, because it, that is a reason why I ran from it from a long time. Mm. And because I was like, because I love my parents so much. I'm grateful yeah. for everything like that. Yeah. And so when you hear this concept of like the way that your parents raise you, form these insecurities form these limiting beliefs and all those things there's an implication there that if you don't understand the true nature of it it makes you think it's like oh if i find this like i'm going to see my parents in a bad way or it's going to live with my parents like a bad person it's like no like absolutely not like first of all that's just the way the brain operates right, right like anytime right. When we're a kid and we see adverse experiences we create these rules and it's not us it's just the way the brain works and right. two it's it's what you said before it's understanding that Every action that they took is because they loved me, is because they cared for me. At least in my perspective, I know, you know, there's various different families and everything who, you know, m- maybe it's not specifically out of love or care or anything, but I know like to be true that to, to kind of weave this into your original question is what really pushed me to have a lot of insecurities about myself as my mom had incredibly high standards for me Mm. and it's because she loved me that's that's the key there right and and she loved me she wanted the best for me she wanted me to succeed have a great job have like a good family all those things which is so beautiful but as a kid you you get those high standards put upon you and it always develops a feeling of never being enough or always getting rejected right and so you know it was the classic time of where I would get like an 88 on a test and it would always be like, Oh, like, why wasn't it a 95 mm. or, Oh, you know, you didn't, uh, y- you lost the the game in school. Like you should have won things like that. Right. And when you, when I've gotten that stimulus over and over again, it always just made me very hesitant of myself and not believing in myself, not confident in myself being like, oh, if I go talk to this person, like I'm going to get rejected or oh, man, like I'm not even going to try because it's just going to not be enough, like no matter what. And that just kept stacking and stacking and stacking to a point where on one side early in my life, I was very hesitant to take action mm. and then, but then it became way more on the other side where i was taking so much action and burning myself out but still not feeling like i was inadequate enough i was on wall street um trying to get a lot of money just because i was searching for that validation right and then i realized that i was like Mm. dude i'm just stuck in this trauma loop like Mm. i kept working i kept working the money kept coming in and i was like all right this is it i'm gonna feel great but i realized i was like there's still this hole inside me." And that's when I really had to go into the work of understanding why I had this hole.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what led me to make these conclusions about my childhood and ultimately gave me the path to heal. Mm-hmm. And when I took that path to heal, not only did I get past those insecurities, but I felt more of myself than I've ever felt in my entire life my mm-hmm. essence, my being, my core, my spirit, whatever you want to call it. I became connected with that, and what I think is just amazing. And I want to say this to not just every um, every guy listening to this, but also women as well who who deal with guys as well. One of the things that I become super passionate on is like, you know, the, the culture that we have today with men, especially, is like if you deal with your emotions, if you deal with your traumas, if you deal with that, it's a sign of weakness. It could not be further from the truth if you're a guy and you go and do those things that is the sign of most absolute strength that any brute brute force or any right. masculine right. energy that you right. might have because right. when you do that you become more of yourself and not only do you become more of a self you become more of a man through that way right and so i realized that in order to become more of a man I had to heal those traumas, and it's a scary journey for sure. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable as heck. But man, when you do it, you you become a better man. You become more of yourself, and you you're able to give so much more
0: and be a better leader. Mm. It's everything. It and give the the root word for love in the Hebrew Bible in in the Old Testament for for Christians is ahava, which means mm. to give. Mm-hmm. but we can't actually love people until we heal this mm-hmm. is this is a direct path we must heal we must receive that love the love of god the love of you know and and i don't like qualifying it but the word god isn't god right so yes. people can say source Universe. know you know and they say okay whatever source universe the origin of all let me say <laughs> is benevolent and good and the origin of all wants you to receive that love and when you can receive and heal you can give and it's interesting talking about parents your mother is still trying to get the love of her mother and father yes Yes. even if they're past even if they're old even if they hug even if they embrace and she's trying to get it through you doing what she was supposed to do. And mm-hmm. this is the generational curse that is talked about in the Old Testament and Ten Commandments. That I will um well, just basically the third and fourth generation, if that trauma is not broken. It passes the three or four generations down. And I think what you're saying was specifically for men, too. The most courageous thing, and one of the things that I, when I lead men's retreats, is we talk about the pain stops with me. Mm. It shall not pass. It will not pass. You have broken generational curses, cycles, loops, traumas, whatever we want to say. You've broken it. Mm. And now, when you engage with uh you know and and bring life into the world and get married and all these things come forth that is a free child and that is the highest highest good highest blessing to break what was given so that we can freely give love and that is powerful brother so i just want to acknowledge you for that and acknowledge the archetype of the mother or the father for every person listening, they are still trying to get the love of their mother and their father. Mm. Because there was an absence of unconditional love, that conditional love got passed on, which then creates in children a lack of love, which then creates a desire to perform, to get love, Yep. But it doesn't matter how much money you make, success you have. I mean, that's not love, you know. Yes. So it's so beautiful, brother. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, man. And I dude, I love that you brought up the the generational patterns. And thank you, by the way, for all your kind words. I appreciate that, man. I I, I definitely like it it hits me in the heart every time. You're such a good guy. And um when when the generational patterns thing, I mean that that is something that I think will help a lot of people who do start to go down this work because, again, the natural inclination is when you do go to this work, you know, at least for me, when I was doing it at first, I started to blame my parents, right? I started to be like, oh, you didn't raise me right, blah, blah, blah. And I, even wrongly so, I verbalized it to my parents saying, you didn't raise me right, blah, 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 blah. Not the right move. I don't, I don't suggest anyone do that. But what happened was I remember when I did that, um, my mom – like actually brought up, like she was like, well, you know, my parents were really hard on me. Like my mom was super hard for me. She had high standards, like all these things, like never felt like I was good enough. And that in that moment, it allowed me to realize like, not only to my first point was my parents doing it because they loved me, but because they were parented. And when you have that level of empathy and understanding, you're like, whoa, like this is crazy. And it allows you to go out and break the streak, like you said and, and not pass it on you know to my kids when I have them eventually, yes. and I think it all comes down to like I always say, like my, my biggest thing is like if you want to change your life, you have to commit to radical self awareness mm. radical self awareness And the thing is it's so interesting because now in today's culture, and busy gold was the one who who really you know coined this this phrase, which I think is awesome, is like it, it's it's just interesting how society as a whole neglects and and almost bastardizes self-consciousness mm. right like that like when you say you're too self-conscious that that has a negative connotation to it and i understand like yeah sure like it can definitely impede like socially you know like when you're all in your head and things like i understand that but in its whole like when you just look at the word self-consciousness right that is one of the most beautiful skills that you can have because you understand Like you start to question why you do the things that you do. You mm-hmm. start to question why you feel the certain things you do start to question your destructive habits, because most times we just live in an autopilot and we right. don't even question those things and pause and stop. And it's one thing to also be aware of it, but it's also another thing to explore those things. Why do I act this way? What shaped this behavior? Why do I feel this certain way? And digging deeper to get to the root source of the cause and then doing whatever you can to heal that thing, to alleviate that thing, to understand that it can be fixed and it's not just a part of who you are, right? That is the key to change. And it's... I I think it's just something that's not as taught in society for various reasons as you and I know. Um, But I would hope that by stumbling across the work like you and I, um, what what we're doing, especially you, man, like going out, putting out the message that you are, that people just take the time every single day, assess why you're feeling the way you are, assess why you're feeling insecure and do whatever you can to just trace that root cause and stop that generational pattern. Because I I'm a big believer and I know there's so much things on social change and, People posting, you know, things out like support this, support that, support that. Well, it's great and beautiful. I know it comes from a great place and intention. I always say that the biggest impact that you can have on the world is to change yourself. Yes. Because when you change yourself, change the way you interact with people. Those interactions with people change their interactions with people that's right.
0: that's right and it's that
1: snowball effect like and that's how you change the world it's not by violence it's not by going out and destroying things it's not by all those things sure you might get the result that you're looking for but it's not out of love that's out of a different thing that's right and and i think the best way you can do it is through love through that and it's all starts with what you said is so beautiful the way that you love more is by healing yourself
0: yes I'm for everyone listening, obviously we're all watching the world change before our very eyes. We're watching human beings act out in violence, i mean literally desecrate property that is not their own, regardless yes. regardless of how they feel about it, right, not yours right, right, so that is like a fundamental principle of. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, living the golden rule. The only, by the way, the only social truth that has ever healed society. Relational relativism states, it's okay and until it affects me. But the moment it affects me, it's no longer okay. Hmm. So when you say to each their own, to each their own, yeah, until I come take a bat to you. Mm-hmm. Each their own till so I burn your house down. Keep mm-hmm. your till you are affected. To, Ray, and I, to, uh, I, talked, I gave this talk a few years ago, this keynote talk called Living Gray in a Black and White World versus I was raised living black and white in a gray world.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there is no such thing as we can't be, we cannot be a polarity, but we can walk towards one or the other. That's why we have the gray matter between our ears and, and we are gray and it's okay to be in the gray. But as long as we're walking towards the light, yes. And um, what I said was, this was in this keynote was uh, in 2016, before the presidential um, last election. I said we have two candidates right now. Both stated Hillary Clinton said, um, "You know, I will raise taxes on all businesses." Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump said, "I will force them to uh, U.S. businesses to stay in the U.S." and, and I said at the time. Replace businesses with your mom. Mm. And if you are not willing to apply what you believe to every person on planet earth, then you can't believe it. You shouldn't. believe. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, do this to them. Well, if you're not willing to do it to yourself, check yourself. Yes. You, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> um, because someday that which you put out into the universe will come back to you. It's the law of sowing and reaping. It's the karmic law, whatever people want to call it, what you declare out. And this is why I'm watching, like people are putting out karmic law that will come back to them so violently and vicious. And it's so sad to see that you, we all want love. They want love. Well, here's who I talked about, blessing people with love. Every person wants love. Yes. But they're being, Deceived right now in the way that they'll finally just like you striving for more money and more you know better grades and the perfect score. They are doing the same thing, and sadly, the consequences though are much greater when you're not just striving on this test score, but you're actually out doing you know reckless mm-hmm. things or things that you would not want done to your your mother or grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I really believe the world is waking up to like, just say, let's just say there, I I know on social media, people listening, I know it feels like the world is like everyone. I know it feels like everyone is this, but just add up all your friends, like Mm -hmm. on Facebook and you, you know, you don't see all the friends, you get a small microcosm of your friends and that's constantly fed in your feed. Now, let's say that's a, what, a thousand people, at most, a thousand people. Right. <laughs> now, all the people, you know, t- okay, so w- what are we talking about? Like 5 million people in this country versus 325 million? Right. <laughs> they make you feel like oh, you're the only one. Like, just like your parents, it's, and I want to tie this back, makes you feel like you should. Be you should get this and you're like well, yes. I'm, I'm only myself and they yes. make feel this it's the same conditional void of love that is being played out right now it's just being played out on a grander scale publicly mm-hmm. and people are waking up to the fact that it doesn't bring peace they aren't sleeping through the night they they're tired to something their body physically is saying uh-uh.
1: mm-hmm
0: this is not working
1: (laughs) (laughs) right, man, dude. And that is such a great, great point. And in terms of how people are operating to get love, right? Because like, again, and I just want to make a statement before this is like, I, I personally, for me, like I had this conversation with someone with the good friend of mine and she, she said to me, and again, you know, I don't, I, I never indict anyone. It's always, she she was like well don't you agree that even though these violent or these protesters are violent and they're doing things they're they're still getting the result that we want towards equality and i thought about it and it kind of goes back to what you and i were talking about offline before it's like sure you got the result but what are the long term implications of that what are you teaching not only society but but just the collective as a whole right you're teaching that violence equals what you want It's like a kid at school, like if he's going around hitting other kids, like, you know, to feel that need to be significant or feel the need to love, he might get it, but the long-term implications are bad. Like you don't want to reward that. Um, And usually any evil in life, that's how they operate. They operate, like they'll get the result that they want, but it's usually in that short-term win, like that quick way. Like, sure, you can, like, If you really wanted to, let's take it back on an individual level. If I really wanted to feel significant in life, right? The fastest and most easiest way I can do that is if I take a gun and I put it right to your face. Yes. Yes. How significant am I going to feel in that moment? 10, 100%. Yes. Like I'm, I'm it right there. But that's not a place of love that's gonna have catastrophic impacts yes. on potentially my life, like through legal and everything, that person's life through traumatic experience for having a gun pull on their face and is not good long term. But right. instead, if in that moment I say to myself, can I operate in love here? Like, like, cause here, here's the thing: it's like, I know a lot of people are upset right now, a lot of people are feeling a lot of emotions, like. I get it too. compound that on top of like staying indoors for like whatever's like, I get it. But just because you feel something doesn't mean you have to react to it right away.
0: That's right. And doesn't mean you have to go ahead. Feelings just a piggyback feelings are real. Yes, but it doesn't mean they're true. Mm-hmm. This is an important distinction that everyone needs to understand that your feelings are real. Yes. It doesn't mean they're true reality does not equate to morality Mm -hmm. they're distinctly two different observations of our existence is something moral that is a question that has to be asked versus something real yes those are not the same thing so you so if i feel angry okay but is that true like you feel afraid. I feel a government's going to take me. Well, they're coming. Okay. But well, go outside and look. Are they there? That's why media is such a weapon. Yes. It is a weapon. Mm-hmm. I wrote a, a book in 2020. 20, I don't know. I came out with the book in 2014 or something, 2015. And I wrote uh, the most powerful entity on planet earth is the media. Yes it is it 's the mo because it uses sight, sound, and emotion to engage a viewer, so text for his historically mankind has has engaged information by engaging it, you have to read, you had to crack a book open and actually go into the text, but media comes at you so literally you check off your consciousness and you just literally let it come through, come through, come through, so there is a passive consuming which then abdicates our human right to be critical you know in a book like i read a lot and sometimes i'll i get i'm like man why did my mind drift i'll I'll read i'll be like a couple paragraphs down like wait i didn't i'm here i know i'm here (laughs) because i know i was reading but my mind wasn't there so i go back and i read it again and i'm like okay i remember i read read that but you can't do that with TV. You can't go back and flip. The, like, wait, what? Well, let me look this up right now. Let me. So media has become a weapon, and people are feeling the effects of a weapon right now.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, dude. They're I it's like a gun to the head. Right, exactly, and and I think it's such a and as you know, I mean, like they profit off us being divided. Yes they profit off like that that's what they want that's why you see like and it's so interesting because in this time and this is the first time i'm ever sharing all these things so it's like it's at first i thought and it's interesting too like because if you're if you're listening and you feel the same way about certain anything in life whether it's a controversial opinion you you let it out i've always found that it's not a like sure it's scary but like at the same time you you feel this release it's great um but my thing is like the media is going, they're not going to show you the good sides of the world. They're going to show you the bad sides of the thing. And if that's all you're consuming on a day-to-day basis and not looking further, like you're just going to think that's the world. To go back to your conversation or to your point before of saying like all you're seeing is a certain select handful of friends on social media. If that's all you're seeing, subconsciously you're going to think that's what the world is. Yes. Same thing with media. There's so much good in the world. There's so much good in the world there is so much good going on, so much more than you think. There's a lot of people waking up to, you know, what's really going on. And of course the media is not going to do that because it's against their best interests. That's right. When that- we're conscious, when we're in control, when we're operating from a place of love, they don't profit. They don't get their agendas out. And so, and a lot of people are like, Oh, like, you know, I don't believe that. It's like, but the reason why you don't believe that is because they've gotten you in this place where you said where you don't sit back and critically think for yourself. Is this true? Do the work yourself. Because when you take anything in life at face value, without at first asking yourself, is this true? Why would this be this the way that it is instead of just being like, Oh, saw this on the news. saw this headline on the news must be true. That Mm -hmm. is dangerous. That's how you get brainwashed. I mean, that's how you know, cult start like that's like to get even darker from there like that that's how you get manipulated is when when you the whole thing i mean with just life in general to to get in control of your sovereignty get in control of that right that is everything and like everything right exactly and people all the time they're like and and this is just me personally i i you know i don't i respect everyone's opinion but i mean i hate wearing a mask and, and people are saying like, why? Like, and it's like, it's not because I want to intentionally spread the disease or anything. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't want to be required to put the mask on because then it, it, it hurts a sense of my sovereignty and yes. like what I can do and the c- control over my life because that is the greatest asset that everybody has because here's the, the thing. And this is something that I think if everyone realized this world be a better place, is that the only thing that you control in this life is how you respond, what you do, the actions that you take. And if you have that taken away, you control nothing. Nothing. And when you control nothing, you can't put love out in the world. When you control nothing, you can't raise beautiful kids. When you you can't control anything, you can't be the person that you want to be in your life. So in order to take control of your life, you have to take, have to be protective of your sovereignty and and you know that that's the one thing that i think is you know the media doesn't want you to do and everything and it all starts with thinking critically asking for yourself why is this the way it is and then forming your own opinions like listen everyone listen right now i'm not telling you how to think i'm not telling you i'm just telling you what has worked for me um and i hope that you at least again right take that critical view on it and say, is this true to me? Like, and and just explore it. Yeah. And if it is true to you, go ahead But it, but if it's not, then so be it too. Right. Um, and that's, that's
0: the power of it. One of the most courageous things to do in this existence that we are in is to change our belief. Yes. Yes. Everyone listening, I give you the highest permission to change what you believe. There is no, There's nothing wrong that is virtuous. It is virtue to come to new information, contemplate, observe, see what lands. And if it does change what you believe prior, it is okay. Because here's one of the things I've, I've not talked too much about. Belief versus truth. They are two, again, why we are not, operating humans are not operating on the level that we could be operating on sovereign sentient beings on this planet in 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 synonymous coordination with this planet with the earth is we have accepted that things are all blended to one like busy saying dark and light is all one and and it was all one truth and belief Are distinct. The word belief is be in the present, living. Mm. You be, live in, and then you explore. I believe in this right now and see how it lands. Whether it's true or not, it's okay to believe and explore. This is why people are so. The reason why we cannot believe things and then unbelieve them, disbelieve them, change them, look at it from all different facets because people are afraid. What does that mean? If I believe something different because the world is built on conditional love. So if I believe something different, I won't get love from my family, my friends, my community. I'll be extradited. I'll be kicked out. I will be excluded. However, I define vulnerability as having the courage to experience love in its purest form. It takes the courageous, vulnerable soul to say, thank you. I hear you. Now I must find my own path. So believing the King James Bible is incredibly, uh, it was never called by the way, everyone listening, it wasn't called the King James Bible when it was written, it was called Hmm. the authorized version authorized version is 1611 and it was written in a fifth grade reading level put that in your pipe everyone and smoke it the bible that every the world the western intellect wise man everyone's we're so smart you have trouble reading a book that was written for an 11 year old in 1611 and it took 4 years the public knew that it was coming out there was two assassination attempts on king james's life because they public and uh, you can look up who you can look at all these things because he was giving the Bible in the common man's hands, the vernacular of the common man
1: mm.
0: and the elites did not want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So people have heard the love is patient, love is kind, love is this, love is that, you know, it's at most weddings, you hear love is patient, love is kind. Yep. But the King James Bible uses the word charity. Charity is love. Hmm. Charity is this. Charity is that. And the word charity is defined by Webster's dictionary as a benevolent goodwill and love toward your fellow man. So mm-hmm. it's not just saying the word love, because the word, this is why I want to say decoupling these concepts. We have to like we have to separate them. Charity, which we've made a noun donate to a charity, but was always a verb which was a benevolent. I just love that word benevolent. Like, yeah. Oh, like I just want benevolence, like benevolence to you, brother benevolence to each other benevolence, like benevolent, good will and love towards our fellow man. Wow. Yes. May we all rediscover true charity, but in the King James version, when it talks about love is this, love is that, it says charity is this, charity is that. And I want to read this. It says, um, charity suffereth long. And now I've just, <laughs> I've never talked about these things on this podcast, but it, I've, it, now is the time. The root word, the purest form of a verb, never ends. Mm-hmm. So run, there's no end to the word run, right? But. How we process words, we only process through our own experience. So run, I can't run forever, but runneth mm. It is the purest form of the verb. Mm-hmm. In fact, it says Jesus said in the King James Bible, the distinction is made. It says, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open, asking you shall receive. For everyone that seeketh, findeth, asketh, receiveth. <laughs> Knocketh the door shall not will. Will is present moment, shall is forever. Shalt has an end. Mm. All these words, the brilliance of language and words and communication and understanding. So, I just want to get back to this. This is very interesting. It says, Charity suffereth long. When does charity stop suffering? Never suffereth always it will bear the things with you i will stand with you brother i will walk with you we will cry together we will stand together we will weep together we will laugh together for as long as you need that's love charity uh suffereth long and is kind Mm -hmm. a benevolent goodwill and love towards our fellow man is kind 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 We attract more flies with honey than we ever do with vinegar. Abraham Lincoln said, do I not destroy my enemies by making them my friends? And I've said this on podcasts, destroy all your enemies. Cool. You will have the most beautiful friend group (laughs) from doing that (laughs) that modality. Um, It says, uh, charity vaunteth not itself. Vaunteth, like vaunt. It is a, I don't want to, actually, I'll keep going, but vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. It's not seeking its own look at me. People are look at me, look at me, look at me. Everyone wants to be the leader until it comes time to heal. Yes. <laughs> yep. Everyone wants to blame yep. everyone else, you know? Yep. Did it to me. Just like the, God goes to Adam and Eve and says, What does you do? And Adam goes, to The woman, and he says, well, Yeah, the serpent. And like, okay. Everyone's yep. playing the same blame game. Interestingly enough, you shared your pain to your parents, your mom said, Well, my parents, you know, it's the same pattern. Mm-hmm. We blame, we 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 hide from just that naked, vulnerable truth of saying, oh, here I am. Mm-hmm. am I, you know, in this moment to love and to, to be. So yeah, I'm, I'm, stay with me. Thanks for doing it. I've never done this before on this podcast. But dude, you're you're are rocking it. I love it. Uh does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own So charity is in a feminine energy. It's in the masculine. Mm -hmm. Why the world is in masculine right now? It's a wounded masculine because Mm -hmm. feminine energy receives. Mm -hmm. So the wounded male from getting hit, bullied, struck, uh, all these things closed off the ability to receive love. But in trying to get love, is taking whatever they can, pornography, sex, addiction, drugs, money, this, cars, materialism, to try to satiate the lack of of vulnerability and love in that feminine energy. So here it's referring to her uh, charity as a, a feminine energy. It is not easily provoked and it thinks no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. Now, iniquity is like if you have a pure glass of water, beautiful, pristine, clean glass of water. And I drop a little bit of urine in it. Just a little, just a little, no big deal. Just just a little bit of urine. That's iniquity. It's the impurity of that which is pure. Mm -hmm. So we want pure. We want clarity. We want pure love, pure light, pure goodness, pure truth, pure, all these things. So it doesn't rejoice a benevolent goodwill and love towards our fellow man does not rejoice in that which is not clear. Right. It doesn't rejoice in confusion. It doesn't rejoice in, uh, you know, anyway. So it doesn't rejoice in these things, Uh, but rejoiceth in the truth. Okay. So love rejoices in the truth. Now, here's the thing I want to get to. It beareth all things. So when you're in the place of love, you can take all things from people. We can talk about the child abuse and the the child sex trafficking, these creatures and all these things that these, the heinousness. Mm -hmm. we can bear it because we can bear it in love when you're not in love it's a burden and it's an offense and and it's yes when you're in love and a benevolent goodwill that's why it's so important to bless people with love i bless you with love i bless you because you can bear all the things for that other person it's so beautiful so charity a benevolent goodwill and love towards our fellow man beareth all things and here's what i wanted (laughs) here's the point where i want to get to Believeth all things. Mm -hmm. Hope all things, endureth all things. A benevolent goodwill and love towards your fellow man empowers you to believe all things. Now it rejoices in the truth, but that is distinctly different than belief. Hmm. Interesting. So when you say not you, when we say, well, I don't believe. Yeah. Who are you? to literally claim the, the knowledge of the universe. That is what you are saying. And any person, any human that says, I don't believe, you have, you have severed your connection to universe. You have severed your connection to, to knowledge. And the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we are in this place right now where people who profess to know the light, know love, know God, know this, that I don't believe just compartmentalized and became a, a disembodied or dismembered body, essentially. And yet, and yet, people are waking up to explore. People are waking up in love right now. And uh, gosh, brother, I just wanted to share that believing and truth distinctly different.
1: Exactly. Dude, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I've, I've like, the distinction on language I thought was huge there, but all around belief, man. I mean, that, like, I'm literally, w- once this episode released, I'm going to re-listen that entire thing because I thought <laughs> that was incredible. It was incredible. But it's, it's so true. It's like, it, it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before, is like, with the thing of belief, it's like, it's no longer seeking the truth. It's proving our beliefs to be right. Yes. And other beliefs to be wrong. And it's like, no one's checking themselves on like, what's my intention here? Like, like a lot of people out there going and protesting and like doing all those things. Like, if you really like dig back, it's like, what, what is the reason why they're doing? It's like, well, you know, they say they're going for equality and everything, but it's like, honestly, like, I think it's more so it's like to be heard, to be right, to be, you know, to impose like a certain, like keeping that belief system inside of them, which Is dangerous, as you said. Like once you say, like I don't believe this, I don't believe that. Like you cut yourself off to the possibilities, and you cut yourself off from the universe. Because yes, and and the thing is, and this relates to my own spiritual awakening, is that what held me back from being in touch with God, for the universe, whatever you want to call it, uh, higher power, was I was always trying to be like, where are you? You know, show yourself, forcing it, right? It's like, I'm not gonna believe you until you show yourself to me. But then I, once I made the key distinction, was I'm open to receiving you. Mm. That's when I started to feel connected, not when something came and just smacked something in my face. It was only until I was received, like open to receiving it yes. when it hit me. Yes. And the reason why I say that is because if you're in this place where you want to feel more love, don't go, I'm gonna go look for love. I'm gonna go try and find it. I'm gonna do it by going out and like putting up a picket sign and burning down cop cars and like like, yeah, like this is what I want. I want love. Look at this. Blah blah blah. You know, like I'm just gonna take this over, burn this business down. Like show me love. Show me love. No. The way that you get love and the way that you experience love, the way you experience God, the way you experience charity, like you said, is to be open to receiving it. Open to receiving it. Doesn't mean yes. ask for it. Doesn't mean go out and be assertive for it. It just means be open to it. Yes. Yes. Be open to it. And that I mean, and it's it's such like an esoteric concept, because like for me, a lot of the stuff that I usually talk about is like neuroscience, like, oh, like very tangible stuff. But like yeah. that is a it's so esoteric, but if you can understand that concept, the concept of faith, and like I just love how faith is, and it doesn't have to be in a religious sense, but it, it it's it's tied in there with, with spirituality and things. Faith is just it's just having that belief that you know you don't need that hard tangible evidence all the time, That's right. right? That's right. You just got to be open to it. That's right, and open to it, and then check your internal self and say, "Is this true? Is this true?" And check with yourself, not not the trauma-laden version of yourself, right? But you, you. There's there's two different like like the 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 inner child might be screaming, and saying, "Don't look at this! Don't look at this, Don't look at this!" But and it's interesting. Yesterday I had this conversation. That yesterday I was had some some trauma come up inside me and what I do and just to kind of give everybody like a practice that it helps me all the time is whenever I feel trauma inside me I literally close my eyes and I envision myself going up and having a conversation with like my eight-year-old self and I say hey man everything's okay man you're loved you're you're great you're everything and like I I almost cry every single time like I'm not because it's just so in a good way it's like a beautiful connection to source and when you become open to that, open to the feelings and open to meeting your own traumas, you become much more open to the love around you and God and the universe and everything around that. And when you do that, you love more and when you love more, this world changes. So that's, that's, that's my, my, my personal viewpoint on everything.
0: Brother. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Thank you, man. Thank that's you. Beautiful. That's the form of self-love when you can go back to your child, yourself in time, and love them and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. It's going to be okay. We're here. We're safe. Jesus says, unless you come to me as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. We must go back to our inner child. We must go back to that place and heal and acknowledge. And when I lead men's retreats and someday we'll be doing this men and women, but I have the men through on day three of this retreat, feel their armor and feel the mask they've been wearing and that, that tight jaw and the iron man suit that they've carried for so long and they, and I have them and I said, do you see it? And I do this one at a time in front of a group of guys and they're up there. Do you see it? And they describe it. They describe their mask. And I say, okay, now I want you to look in front of you right now with your eyes closed. I want you to see in front of you. Do you see the little boy looking at you? Do you see a little boy? I could cry right now. Like, do you see the little boy looking at you. And they say, yes. I said, describe the little boy. What does the little boy look like? And they describe it. He's so beautiful. I said, do you see how much he loves you? Yes. He loves Do you see how much he's just so proud of you? Yes. He's so proud of you. Yes. And you see, what do you want to tell that little boy? And they start, They start telling that little boy for the first time what they've always needed to hear. Mm. And then I said, when when you cried, he cried. When you laughed, he laughed. That little boy has always loved you. He has unconditionally not ever one time pulled back unconditional love for you. He has loved you. And he has been so thankful that you wore the armor for him so he didn't have to. You protected him so he could not be touched. He has never been touched. He is absolutely 100% pure. You, he has never lost his innocence because you protected him. But i oh. tired and you're tired. And are you, are you ready to bring him home? And they say, yes. And I say, okay, in order to bring him home, first you have to take your armor off. I say, go do it. And they physically are moved with their eyes closed are taking off their armor. And these guys, I got chills right now. Just like seeing these men physically take off the armor that they've carried for so long. And then I said, that little boy is not going to cross your will. Mm. So if you want him to come home, you have to invite him home. You have mm. to ask him to come back into your, in your body. And so they're speaking out loud and they're talking to this little boy and they said, please come in. And when he comes in them, brother, I, I have seen men physically change, like the harshness, the, there's a harshness to unhealing. There is a soft beauty and a glow to the healing. And I truly 100% believe that when what you just did and, and taking the time, To love the child. You become your own mother and father, Mm -hmm. which is sovereignty. Mm -hmm. I love that. You become the blessing of the generation. Father, son, you become, do you see that this is such beauty? Jesus says, I and my father are one. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. It's no different than our inner child. I am my child. He that abideth in me. When he abides in me, I can bring, when I heal and integrate and do the work like you're talking about, that's when we can bring forth much fruit and what fruit love, joy, mm-hmm. peace, long suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, temperance, meekness against such. There is no law. There's no indicting. You cannot indict love. Yes. Whew healing 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 man dude
1: i i need to i need to get on one of your men's retreats let me tell you because dude when when you were saying that like seriously man like i i mean i was tearing up like you were tearing up and it's that that's the work right there and i've never heard an analogy i've never heard it in that analogy which i think is just it's that one's amazing. Like like my process, what I said, you just took it to a whole nother level because it's, it's true. Like we, we have that armor. We put it up all yeah. to protect this little boy inside yes. of us. And yes. to be open to that, that's when we get the change. And man, I mean, hmm. I the work that you're doing is especially important like for, for men and everything because and, – and I love the last thing that you ended it on was, was when you heal you – you do get this glow. Like it's, it's a feeling like no other. And, and for, for anyone who, I, I mean, if you're not convinced, like <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe share, share one thing, one more thing that that'll, I think help, but very recently, you know, busy, uh, did a podcast with Jacob mm. And, um, I, I'm going to be honest, like for, for a large part of my part of my life, like I watch porn like almost every day. Yeah. Um, and I heard this podcast episode and it just hit me to a core where I realized I was like, dude, I can't be watching this anymore. Like I'm feeding the darkness. Like not only am I feeding the darkness, that's like way bigger than myself with, you know, human trafficking and, 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 and child sex trafficking and all this heinous horrible stuff that like, I'm just like, should not be a thing. Um, but at the same time, it's like, there's also the balance of like myself. It's like, I'm, I'm doing this to, like you said, man, like, Get that sense of adequacy yes. that yes. all those things are just so unhealthy of getting and it's never going to fill me and when i went out into like what i did was i put it out into the world to say i watch porn from like large part of my life yeah i'm not doing it anymore not just for myself but to stop feeding this evil heinous darkness that's out there yes. and it's funny because there was you know like at like my hand was shaking like of mm-hmm. fear when I was about to send the post out. But Mm. once I hit send, Mm. I will never forget the feeling. It was like this, it wasn't like, a lot of people say it's like this weight is lifted off your shoulders. No, it was more like, I felt just much more connected with who I was at my core and my being, the love. Like I believe human essence is love and and you connect to that when you're open, when you're vulnerable, like you said. Guys, like any guy listening, you got to be vulnerable. And, and the most amazing thing after that too, was I've had people who also came in and, and you know, acknowledge my vulnerability and they were vulnerable to me. One of the most amazing things, this was incredible, was this guy, he was like, I, I haven't told anyone this, but like, he's like, he's like, I'm gay. Mm. And I was like, Whoa! Like, why are you telling me that? He's like, because you were so vulnerable. I feel comfortable being vulnerable in front of you. And he told me, he's like, that felt amazing. Mm. When you're vulnerable, you give other people the opportunity to be yeah. vulnerable as well, and that's how you make that snowball effect. Like, yes. said, that's how you make more people embracing of their inner child and everything like that. And, <sighs> uh, oh man, like it's it, like th- th- this whole podcast episode is about healing, right? Like mm. what you and I are talking about. It's mm. about the great awakening. It's about all those things. Because here's, here's the thing too. It's once you heal yourself, you're not only going to be more connected to yourself, you're going to wake up to the truth. Yes. You, you're going to wake up to the truth because you start to question the programming you've been felt in your life. Yes. And you start to see the light for what it is and you start to fight for it. Not out of indictment, Right. Not out of hate, not right. out of aggression. Great, right. out of love. Yes. And when you fight with love, it might be a long battle, but like I said in the beginning of the podcast, usually the most rewarding things in life aren't the quick wins. Mm. It's the long battle, and love's a long battle. Yes. Because you're gonna try and love someone, and they're gonna come back, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck you, man. Why are you going like this? Yes. Like blah blah blah. You're just soft. Yeah. Blah blah blah." But if you can still go with love man, that's right. That's it always right. wins.
0: That's it right. always wins and it starts with healing yourself. That's right, brother. That's that's why the Bible says I'm more more than a conqueror because love when you work in that frequency of love, it's not even there's no conquering, it's not conquering, it's not a binary, it is just a blanket. Yes, it's just a yes. blanket out like Yes. There. Come, 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 come on. Right, right. Let us hug you.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. And I wish I, this is why, like, I encourage everybody to, any guy who's listening to go on your retreats. And like I said, man, I'm definitely down to go to one in the future for sure. Because like that, that's the work that needs to be done. Yeah. and I, I ran from it for a long time. Like I, I wanted to be the masculine guy. I thought it was weak. I thought it was like, you know, you were a wimp if you did it. Yeah. But that in itself is what you need to fix. It's that woundedness that's coming out. Yes. And, and to have the ability to go back, not just the ability, but the, the, the vulnerability to go back and heal it, that's, that's where the power is. So guys, like be more in touch with, you know, your true self heal those traumas be open and vulnerable and for the women listening when your man is in that place of vulnerability like be there for him don't judge him don't don't do those things and i'm not and i'm listen you might feel those things like and again to go back to your point lucas like feelings are true but but or sorry feeling feelings are real but they're not true yeah yeah Yeah. i totally butchered it but (laughs) (laughs) right but uh you don't have to act on it like act in the way that is going to not only better your relationship, but better humanity. Mm. And when you operate in that place, it's how this world becomes a better place.
0: Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah, man. How can people find you, follow you, connect with you? And, and, and I'm thinking, wait, how, tell, share, brother. How can, how can people connect with you, brother? Absolutely. First of all, I want to say, Lucas, dude, thank
1: you again for having me on this podcast because this is the most open that I've been in terms of um Mm. this journey I've gone on. Not not just the journey of like my self development. Like I've been on that for a while. But this journey towards not just connecting with God, a source that's higher than me. Yes. But love. Mm. Because let me tell you, I was going on the self development journey and that was it was this is the first time I've ever said this, but I'm making the connections right now. I went on the self development journey in the beginning to continue to feed my need to be adequate. I was like, if I can get better and improve myself, I'm gonna feel adequate. Like that's and I was still feeding that trauma. Mm. But you've given me this place, this this place to share my thoughts on on love and connection and the great awakening that I've ever been open about. So I wanna say, my friend, thank you just mm. with all my heart. Thank you for this. And you're doing amazing work in the world. Mm. And where people can find me. So I'm on Instagram a lot. That's like where I'm most active. I'm at Joe Corsione. So I do work with busy gold who was on Lucas's podcast. Um, and a lot of the work that I've mentioned on healing the inner traumas and everything like that, um, is uh, basically what brought me to work with busy. Cause she was really the first one to open me up to this world. So, um, she has a program called break method. That's what I work with too. Um, so if you're interested in that program, you can shoot, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm more than willing to hop on a call with you just to, to see if the program's the right fit for you, talk about what we have to offer, and and ultimately help you do the work that we've been talking about this entire time. And we're also on a brand called Woke Psych as well, um, as, as Busy talked about. Um, if you go to wokepsych.com, W O K P S ych.com. I'm also on the team for that as well. And um, you know, if you're ready to look at the more macro narrative things, that's where we are as well. And Lucas's interviews up there. Um, so, oh, so I was, didn't know that. I gotta
0: check Yeah, out.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. We we you know that was a that was an amazing conversation podcast interview, and it's so good to find other people like you who are so committed to. Mm. Not only spreading love and everything, but but spreading this 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 message of this great awakening that we're going through.
0: So so beautiful, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank blessings. you, my man. And blessings, busy, my sweet sister, and blessings to break method. Because break method, everyone t- sign up. Sign up. Don't mm-hmm. even take the course. Do the work. It is break method right now, especially. Um, because all the emotional intelligence groups are not being able to meet in person and all these things, break method is the path right now. So t- take no more delay, everyone go to break method, sign up, call Joe, contact him, and, and heal and change your world and light it up and have a blast and have fun fun. This is a game. This is a game and we get to have fun. We get to have fun with this game. This game is uh, called life and it's beautiful. So brother, thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, my man. I appreciate you so much. Much love to you. Seriously.
0: Uh, Brother Joe, thank you so much for your beautiful heart and sharing unconditionally and loving and just being the bright, clear. Light that you are, brother. Thank you. And everyone listening, just the highest blessings to you. I bless you with love. Be blessed today with love. Feel the love. Know the love. Love the love. All things are working together for good. Believe me, it is. And I just bless you all. I love you all. I love you all. Thank you for listening. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. I'll talk to you on the next episode.